All right, so let's talk a little bit about the markets here. Welcome to Bull Bear Radio. Market pricing is nuts. Each week, we catch up with WBI's experts, Matt and Don Schreiber. Down 77%. You know what you need to recover from that? A miracle. WBI brings you wealth-building market insights. Hi, I'm Matt Schreiber, and this is Bull Bear Radio, Season 3, Episode Number 7. Yo, I got the Dividend Doctor in the house. Dividend Doctor's here. The Dividend Doctor's here. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, man, Dividend Doctor's spicy today. Whew. So are earnings this earnings season, man. Man, let's do the Q1 earnings roundup. Let's get the highlights going. Well, you hey, know. What's the highlight reel, Matt? Well, the highlight is, right, 500 of 500 there's 500 S&P 500 companies. Shocking, wow. Right? <laughs> All wow. right. Stunning. Earnings, earnings up 14.85%, 14.85, and sales growth 7.86%. So pretty darn good for, for S&P 500 companies. Man, I not, like- not as good, not as good as, as the last time we spoke about S&P 500, but strong. I like Real strong, my, I man. like my fact set number better. Well, what's your fact the set? The number, number from fact set says it's 18.9%. 14.85. So, Eight, so says almost Bloomberg. 19 says but fact that's, set. That's why, you know, fact sets in business and Bloomberg's in business because they calculate these numbers a little bit differently. Still in the same ballpark. Still like in the 19. Yeah. I, talking about being in the ballpark, by Big the number. way. I went to the Mets game this past weekend, dude. Man. Not a lot of hitting going on in that ballpark. Oh, boy, dude. 14 innings. Cubbies win it, dude. Wow. Yeah. Shit. Right, right, right there at the end in the innings. Oh, man. No offense. Brutal. Brutal. No offense. Franchise strikeout record but for the Mets. Uh, they struck out a, a record number of batters in the game. Earnings and revenue growth. Corporate America's playing Oof. some offense, They're not baby. striking out. They are they playing, are playing some offense. offense. They're playing Whoa. offense. So, Russell 2000. You want to talk about some offense? Bring it to me. The, these numbers are so good, they're offensive. They guys right? got, these guys got Holy on base, cow. didn't they? Dude, they're hitting. They're not just hitting singles and doubles. They're hitting triples. Earnings growth, 30.73%. That's a triple bagger right there, dude. Yep. That's why That's why I believe the small and mid-cap stocks are starting to get some love. Well, they, they're up they're this year. They're moving up, baby. Russell, Russell they're 2000's moving up. climbing right now, you know, yeah. and the S&P's been up, down, all around this year so far. Sales growth, 9.58%. This is with 1,945 companies and 1,955 reporting. So it's the whole enchilada. Prices on SMIDs are starting to spike. Well, hopefully they're going to spike this spring. Speaking of spiking, right? So I was taking a look at this CNBC article, right? Came out last night, you know, a couple days ago, whatever, you know. Uh, market's going up, market's going down. And and the Morgan Stanley folks are saying that the market is going, it, we're in a bear market is what they're saying. It's going down. I read that We just don't know too. it yet. Nah, man. You you think that's no, nah, nah, not yet. No, nah, not, not yet. yet. No, not yet. Huh? I don't think we're in a bear market yet. 
Not we haven't, yet, huh? We haven't, seen the, we haven't seen the classic 20% decline. For most areas, we All haven't right. even gotten close All to right. it. The market's right. only been well, down 10 or 11%. All right. Guys, uh, so, you know, so I don't look, know what we'll he's get, looking at. Uh, okay, we'll get back to analyst uh, strategist expectations in just a second. I want to talk about a little bit about the risks that have materialized in the past few weeks. We've got, you know, no Kim Jong-un meeting. We've got it. We don't have it. Hey, now man, we've got it's it back again. On. It's back you on. Know, should we be worrying about this in I'm, the context of markets hey, here? Listen, I think if they're talking, it's a lot better than throwing bombs at each other. I'm liking what's going on right there. <laughs> good point there, it's good. David and it's Doctor. Good. It's good. It's good. So how, how about, though, this this tariff situation, man? I keep hearing oh, more I tariffs. Don't, I don't like tariffs. You know, Canada's freaking out. I don't out. like tariffs. Trudeau is like, Ooh, you guys throw tariffs at me. I'm, I'm going to get real tough. And then uh, the Mexican guy just isn't liking life at the moment. So hey, listen, and the, the Europeans are just they're I, they're going out of their minds over there. Listen, we're 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 kind of in a uh, strong bargaining position. U.S. economy is really pretty strong, strong. So and we're getting in the stronger. Seat, you think? And everybody think else is done? weak. Do you think a deal gets weak. done? Do you and, think? And they're going to get weaker. Dividend doctor. Are you the deal doctor, too? I am. Are we getting the deals done? We're going to get these deals done. You think so? I think that, you know, they just got to whack upside the head and said, come on, guys, let's get to the table. Let's really get these deals done. Dude, you know what? Let's I'm, stop sitting on the sidelines on top of your hands. You know what? I come just on, got, bring it. You know what I just got whacked up, this, uh, up the side of the head with? What? Maybe I even got my ear chewed off, you know, like, uh, you know, Tyson uh, Evander Holyfield style. Well, that sounds Ooh. horrible. Come on, man. It's bad. Well, this is bad, okay? This What's is bad? This is real bad, okay? So a little friendly banter about trade wars and all that stuff. So corporate fundamentals are fantastic. The market should be rising, but at the same time, dude, we got a debt disaster. Building. Yes. No, 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 it's already here. It's, it's already here. Post wow. the financial crisis, corporate America has been on a borrowing binge. They have increased their debt load from two trillion dollars pre-crisis to six point five trillion dollars. Three X, man. That's three X. That's big. big. Five trillion of that corporate debt is investment grade, and fifty percent is. $2.5 trillion and triple B rated. To put this into context, real quick, dividend doctor here. February 2007, 38% of investment grade debt was rated triple B. 1997, 28% rated triple B. Right now, it's 50%. You, you copy? I copy, man. It's a big so problem or what? There's more risk. Risk, Especially risk if, is if, on the rise if here, interest right? Interest rates continue to rise. You know, hopefully the Fed is looking well, at this kind of stuff. Well, this was like the Italy stuff. situation, you know, man. They got debt rolling you know at higher is, and higher rates. You know who else has got a lot of debt? And then the bills go the up. The U.S. government, bro. Yeah. Well, hey, look, you know what? Consumers. You know what? Total jet debt to GDP is above the 2000 level at 13.21%. So I, I, I copy you, dividend doctor. Yep. Typically, debt rises, you know, and then, um, you know, recessions come about. And that Whoa, let's not bad. get to recession Whoa. yet. We'll talk about Whoa. that in just a second, man, because some of this debt leads to disaster, as I was saying. You know what's also been, been, been a problem? We're not there yet. Dude, the consumer. Consumer. Dude, the consumer has been putting on record amounts of debt. What have they been buying? Everything, apparently. Okay. $13.21 $13. trillion in debt, all-time record. To end the first quarter here, this is this is huge, up a half a trill. 
Up a half a trill, dude. Gotta buy me a car. Yeah, car, get a student loan. A truck to pull it. Maybe get me a house on a hill. Oh, man, Chris Jansen, maybe call me up, dude. That was really good. (laughs) Uh, Actually, you know what? Maybe people just turned off Bull Bear Radio. We'll stop singing here. We're going to stop singing. We'll leave that to the professionals. It's not one of my gifts, I I can tell you I'm not a, a, a professional singer. But we just made that up on the fly, by the way. We yes. made that up on the fly. And it sounded like it. And Let's get, move on. And guess what? So, you know, we've got big time corporate consumer debt. You know, could could this be bad? Could we be in this bear market right now like Morgan Stanley? No. Saying? Why not? We're not there yet. Dividend doctor. Hey, why not? Listen, usually you have to have a coalescing. Of of a few indicators, is that of what you're pointing to? A few indicators turn negative, baby. So so, rising unemployment would be one of them. We don't have that yet. Okay, inverted yield curve number hey, two. As a matter of fact, these we are went, like the, th- we the went three from, things we, we that if they line up, you're in a recession. Four percent down to three point nine, down to three point eight. Got a great jobs number, surprisingly strong last week. So number one and number two, they're they're we're, okay. we're doing we're doing just we're fine. doing okay so far. Yeah, and and by the way, labor force participation sixty two point seven percent, if I'm not mistaken. Unemployment is is marching to lower lows. Initial jobless claims and continuing claims are are going to. You know, we're bully where no man has gone before. They just keep going down. This is crazy. And by the way, the percentage of uh, people who are at like working age is on the rise. So I think, you know, that number keeps going down. What do you think? I think the number continues to go down. I think that the the employment, especially because the older wages are up, by the way, people who are supposed to be retiring, baby boomers, baby, they're not retiring. Like, like, like everyone's one expecting of, one of the well, that, fastest growing, dude, fastest growing more segment. On, now you're going to get me really mad here. Fastest growing segment is yeah, people you know who are retirement you age that are continuing working because they, they don't have enough money. Well, they saved a ton of it. And, 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 uh, our community, the investment management companies, you know, coughed it all up in 2008 and, and 2000, 2001, 2002, yep. two really bad bear markets tried to buy and hold. Big losses. And they bought and they bought and folded. Hey, that's what investors do when they try to buy and buy and hold, hold buy and fold, in the man. face of you know 40, 50, 60. They can't do it. Declines. They can't do it. So look, look, we'll, well get to I wouldn't that. do hey, it. Would you hold do on. it? Just you calm down a second. Okay. All right. So let's talk a little bit more about recession for one second, right? Hey, you know seven how many times in your life you should take a 50% loss seven recessions, in a bear market? Never. I never. know. I know. Okay. I've listened to I the just, beginning I of Bull, ba- Bull Bear Radio, dude. Okay. You know, if you listen to the trailer there, you know, it, it says how, you know, don't lose your money. Anyway, uh, you know, recessions, seven of them in the last 50 years. You want to know how bad the market decline was each time? You sure. interested? Educate me, Professor Matt. 1969, down 36% on the S&P 500. 1973, down 48%. 1980, down 10. 1981, down 27. So two years there, not too good. 1990, down 20%. That was the only time, you know, uh, a bear market did not uh, materialize. The market did not go down seven months in advance of a recession, right? 2001, down 49%, worse than 1973, and 2007, down 57%. So in the last two decades, the declines that corresponded to the recession, the worst over the last 50 years. 
So the these last, people that are the out there saying like the market's never really going to go down again, and when it does, it's not going to be that bad. Well, the last two were down, worse than the last five before them. Down forty nine and down fifty seven. That ought Who to, are these people? That ought to tell you something. Look, you know, I hear people every day say, "Hey, you know, we might go down five or ten percent." Yeah, dude, this thing comes apart. It ain't going down. Dude, 5 the or PE 10%. right now on a trailing twelve month basis, according to Barron's, twenty four point eight. Wow, that's still high. Fifteen I is fifteen's average. I would have thought that that has gotten a lot better with these good earnings reports. Nope, not not so much. Something's going on there. I gotta. I gotta. I got to take a look at that. You're going to take a look at that? Yep. All right. You dive into the numbers, and, and we're going to keep on rolling here. So we're just going to keep rolling with the show. Don's going to go off and, you know, crunch the numbers. Yeah, I'll do that later. I'll oh, you're going to do that later. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll report back next week. Woo! All right. So, hey, let's talk about we, we, we got all Chainsaw Donish. If you've been listening to us for a while, there was this thing where, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, fire up that stinking chainsaw because there was some bad stuff going on uh, uh, a year or two ago. So, anyway. Let's talk about those strategist expectations for the where the market's going. I mean, the Morgan Stanley guy says the market's going nowhere. We're in a bear market. Don's saying here the dividend doctor, we go higher. Well, so does Goldman Sachs, 2850, Credit Suisse, 3,000, Deutsche Bank, 3,000, Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, 3,000. This is where the SP is going. Citigroup, 2,800, UBS, 3,150. They're the high guys. Bank of Montreal, $29.50. JP Morgan, $3,000. Oppenheimer, $3,000. Funstrap Global Advisors, not sure how they got in there. $3,025, but hey, they're on the list anyway. And uh, Wells Fargo Investment Institute, $28.50. So pretty much consensus is $3,000. Don, you think S&P 500, 3000 What do you think? Hey, listen, if we can get some of the, uh, you know, trade- You got tax cuts, right? The trade war stuff. Trade wars hey, go away. Hey, tax cuts are working. Guess what? Earnings. Huge decline. 30%. Huge decline. Russell 2000. Huge companies. decline in the debt, right? Economy's working better. Revenue's coming in. Government, you know, current funding deficit. Yep. Smaller. Smaller. Things are working. They're collecting and some guess revenue. What? Yeah. Guess what? What? Earnings, expectations rose for the. F- in the first two months of the second quarter, which almost never happens. The average decline in the. Uh, uh, first two uh, months of a quarter are typically between 2.7 and 3.7% over the last uh, 3, 5, and 10, 15 years. Yep. This is good news. And it's, you know, we had almost a 9%. Okay. We had an almost 9% revenue growth number. If revenues are growing, earnings are going to look good in the second quarter. Stock prices are supported okay. by those numbers and should be moving so, higher. So look, you know, wages are moving higher, earnings and revenue moving higher, unemployment's going down. We've got all these good things happening. Don't I, worry. Whoa, wait a second. Don't, Don't worry. Don't, yeah. Be happy. So we're going to get Don's opinion on where earnings and revenue go for the rest of the year this year when we get back. Do you need income? When you retire, your portfolio will need to generate income that keeps pace with inflation. Nearly three decades ago, WBI developed the Retirement Income Strategy, a separately managed account, to help investors successfully achieve their goals in retirement. WBI's Retirement Income Strategy is designed to provide investors with relatively high current income, a rising income stream to keep pace with inflation, and active risk management to protect capital from large losses in bear market cycles. Call for more info at 800-772-5810 or visit wbiinvestments.com. 
Any investment involves risk, including the possibility of loss. Please listen to important information at the end of this podcast. Yeah, so we're back here, Bull Bear Radio, man. So, uh, yo, if you if you don't follow us on the on the Twitter, you know, get to it. Come on now, it's it's WBI presidents, my handle, uh, WBI CEO for Don. And look, man, uh, if you got an iPhone, there's this little purple icon. It's podcast. You click on it. You search Bull Bear Radio, and you pound the subscribe button. Get it done. Get it done, and you'll get Bull Bear Radio in your headphones, on your car stereo each week. Look for us on LinkedIn. Lots of good content there. Yeah, we got a lot of good stuff coming out. So, hey, Lee, tell me. Scouting report. You know, by the way, you know who's scouting players really good right now? South University Carolina. South Carolina Gamecocks, number oh, three, baby. class 2019, number man. three recruiting over, class. A little wow. over a dozen. You got Alabama, you know, up there, number one. I think Georgia's number two. And guess who's number three? Gamecocks, baby. <laughs> game man, right. man. Scouting reports looking up for looking 2019, that's like man. Having, that's like having good revenue. You're ready to go, baby. Yeah, you got to have gotta good. got to have a good season. You, you got to have good recruits to have uh, a good you know, a season and you have to have good earnings and revenue to have a good stock market. Right. I think so. You know, not. So where are we going? Hey, listen, one of the things that people are talking about is that, you know, input costs are rising and wages are going up and inflation is going to go higher and that's going to, you know, disrupt this whole thing. As a matter of fact, you know, Q1. Yep. Uh, profit margins were at 11.6 for S and P 500 companies, dude, which is, which is, significant increase over the 10% that they were Yo, for Q1 so last year. Set, right? So, you know, so far, those things that people are worried about aren't pounding down profit margins. Yeah, so even though the, the trailing P.E. is 24.8, right, we've got a, a forward P.E., according to FactSet, a 16.2. That that to me is is not too bad on a forward P.E. Man, basis. I think, I think we can move higher here the, based on that uh, with, 16. You bet. With these earnings, you know, you could, see, you could see a price-to-earnings multiple expansion getting us back up at 20-plus, uh, you know, Here's one of the problems that's been holding us back besides the uh, the global political overhang. Yeah. 2019, this goes back to your Caterpillar uh, comment. Oh, you know, 2019 yeah. earnings Dude, growth. they should just keep pushing around the dirt. <laughs> 2019 earnings growth is only projected for the full year at 9.9%, right? Yeah. And revenue yeah. growth is half what it's currently at at 4.8%. Yeah. But you know what the good news is? That those are those are positive numbers. Those are compounding on top of bigger numbers. Get a grip on this. So the number that for the, the full actual year, like growth yeah, for from the, a dollar perspective is huge. So the dollar perspective, let's put this in dollar perspective. Dollars. Talk so to me, dividend doctor. We got 2017 dollar doctor, baby. 2017 S&P 500 full year earnings 133 mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. in 2018 we're projected to hit 160 whoa hit me with that again 133 goes to 160 holy big cow. increase almost 20% big beats big big 2019 not so shabby 160 goes to 177 wow Wow. So, dude. We- and analysts have been chasing earnings higher. Actual earnings have been higher than, than analysts' than estimates. Expect- expectations. If the Because the companies have been trying to manage expectations hey, to a certain get, extent. If and if they beat, then analysts are really happy. If we so don't get a trade war, 
We get a little infrastructure spending on top of the tax cuts. And we happen to have a Fed that doesn't lose their mind and stays quiet here. Yeah. Those numbers could even be better. Yo, so the, the percentage of companies issuing negative guidance. Talk to me about that for a second. So listen, typically we get a significant number, about 75% of companies say, man, it's in not the gonna be first too good. two months Ooh, of a reporting good, right? quarter say, expectations are lower than what you think. Yeah, not so we good. didn't do so good and whatever. And then they come out and beat, right? Pretty Pretty much balanced for this quarter, 56% of companies, not 76% of companies, That's nice. are, are guiding lower. Only 56%. That's a huge beneficial margin. Yeah, so FactSet is saying, too, their, their target, right, for uh, S&P 500, 3,000. 88.44. I mean, they're not they're not precise they're up with or anything. UBS. They're they're not a precise or anything. 3,088.44. Whew. Man, they got that their math locked you in can, there like a laser. It, you can bet that that's not the number we end up with. Yeah, so um, you know, the fastest segment of the marketplace in terms of uh, people getting new jobs and stuff. It's been the older folks. You bet. It's been people 55 and up. Yep. And, and yeah, we we just big, put out, big, we just put out an article. You know, everybody's yeah, so did, promoting. So, the, so did Barons. So did Barons this past week. Everybody is uh, saying, "Hey, rethink retirement." That's you know, what Barons said. Instead of instead of retiring, you're going to work forever, bro. Yeah, I don't I don't I like don't that, like man. That. I don't no, think I want to work forever, dude. No. So what's what do you got? I'm you getting gotta, tired, you know. Well, I'm a little tired. We've been keeping this pace on Bull Bear Radio for like 25 minutes. So what did Barron say? Barron, they, they, they're usually pretty smart. What Barron say? They're, they're saying, okay, high stock and bond prices, more market volatility, rising inflation, and an uncertain economic outlook oh. make retiring today a really tougher calculation than ever before. Oh. Oh, oh, you're going to have to rethink your retirement. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They're, they're really doom and glooming over there, well, dude. I think, I think they indicated in the article. For oh, uh, forget about it. You if know, you want they, a 4 or 5% uh, retire, you know, income withdrawal, forget re, about it. They said rethink that. Retirement products, forget about oh, it. Oh, they, they said retirement income, mutual funds, forget about it. They're a disaster. I mean, they just threw everybody on, in their mother's brother. They haven't the kept bus, up. Man. They haven't helped people. Hey, Yikes. I so think, what do you what do you think what do you think you have to do to actually be successful, retire, and 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 not have to go back to work? Man, I'm I'm really excited because I think I know the answer to this question. Do you? Yeah, we built a business for the last 37 years on building. I've been in the business 37 years. WBI's yeah, been yeah. in the business oh, yeah, yeah. since 1984. I, I, was, I was trying to trying to. He's trying to do the math. I was here, trying folks. to do the math here. Hey, it's because, only 34 you know, the, years for WBI. Our, our, uh, our folks in the compliance and legal department hey, would have been adding that up It used to be called too, so Wealth Builders Incorporated, uh, the, wait, meaning whoa, 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 that we whoa, whoa, build w wealth for shh, people. WBI doesn't stand for We Beat Indexes. No, but our retirement but, but, income product actually outperform index over long periods of time. And the reason being is there's three It's keys. because you get all the upside, right? Oh, no, man. That's all not the it. way you to beat, win. You beat the S&P 500 the every year, right? Here's the way to win, right? Number one. It, but it's not beating the S&P 500, Number right? one. Cash flow is king. Not beating the no, S&P 500. Isn't it first, don't lose the money? Cash flow is king. Don't, don't lose the money? 
Number two, equally as important, don't lose too much money in okay. a bear market So cash cycle. flow is king. Don't lose the money. And, and number three, there's a third one, right? You bet. Get some Dividends. returns. Dividends. You have to have a rising income stream to keep pace with inflation. Otherwise, you get poor. You can't buy a jug of milk. Yeah. Over time, you just get poorer instead of being able to keep up. So don't lose the capital. Got to keep up. Cash flow is king. What does that mean, cash flow is king? You must have income from the underlying investments, bonds, interest, and dividends. Wait a second. High enough. Wait a second. You high sh- enough. You shouldn't ratchet up your bond exposure as and you, you keep going? Is that what you're supposed to People th- make this mistake I, I all the time. I heard you're supposed to get more and more bonds they chase, as you get closer and closer to uh, death. They chase junk yield and phantom promises of income. Mm. Right? MLPs, you get... I heard this the other day. Yes. An advisor said, hey, man, can you build me a portfolio with an 11% yield? I was like, 11%? Are you kidding me? You're going to have to buy companies that are going out of business. Well, you'll lose all your capital doing that. Yeah. So what you're doing... You'll have a negative return. All you're doing is fooling yourself that the cash flow is going to support you. It would if the businesses actually survive. So these things are are weighted. It's not like cash flow. You must have the highest cash flow. No, it has to be... Reasonable, offsetting, It has to be as close to your withdrawal rate as possible. Okay. If you can support most of the withdrawal rate that the client needs from interest and dividend cash flow. So like if you're taking five, like a a four would be good? Then you don't collapse or crater the portfolio in a bear market as you would have to sell too much share value, right? Yep. To fund income. Yeah. So cash flow, don't lose too much capital and buy dividend paying stocks where you get paid to wait. We think the best well, way dividend, to do that dividend is paying stocks high account for quality dividend paying stocks. Dividends account for 43% of the S&P's return since 1972. The other thing it does 43%. is it gives you a source of return that isn't dependent on what direction the price is moving in the marketplace. So if you're in a bear trend, you still get a positive return. Yeah, from dividends. Okay, so so number one, we got to get some cash flow, and the cash flow needs to be close to what you're taking out. Yep. Protect the money at all costs. Protect your capital. Baby. As long as you got money, you're in pretty good Don't shape. Don't chase right? return. Right. Protect capital first. So it's about thirty million seniors, seventy-five we've million been, baby boomers. We've been doing this for sixty-five million of Gen Xers, from what I said. So so about half the for more the than Gen twenty-five Xers are turning years. Fifty-three this year. We have been doing this right. Leading edge. We've been of those doing folks. it right for a really long time because we built our investment policy for our design of our retirement income portfolio. Getting it right for the client. These three important factors right. are the things that drive portfolio construction client outcome. and security you, selection. Well, well, we built the company, like the mission statement, the, n- the number one thing is, you know, do the right thing for the client. So you build outcomes that are for the client. Don't lose the money, get the cash flow that you need, and, and get a little higher return that keeps pace with inflation long-term. This doesn't mean you beat the S&P every single day of the week. No, man. That's you not to- how you you win it in investing. You have to deliver long-term. enough long-term value so that the client can achieve their financial goals. Our whole idea behind helping clients stay the course because they don't so take they can full buy, market risk. So they can buy and hold, not so bail and fail on because, their investment strategy. Because right? we actively manage the underlying 
loss and return profile. To keep them comfortably invested yeah. so they can sleep at night. Absolutely. Sometimes uh, sleeping at night, though, if you're dreaming about higher returns, becomes tough, right? Well, you know, we get, we get focused uh, behavior. <laughs> you know, there's behavioral economics. People as investors have both fear and greed. And you know, right now excesses they're euphoria, of behavior. Man. Get that, get that Today, return. You know, a lot of investors, not all investors, are really focused on chasing return that they've missed over the last 10 years. Right. You never want to do that in a it, in the later stages of a bull market because you're taking the maximum amount of risk. If the markets revert to mean, meaning they actually go down instead of continuing to go up forever, you're going to lose a lot of your capital. And and the last two were doozies in that 50% range. Yeah. So 50%, well, remember that at the top percent. of the show. Go Whoa. back, rewind, and you'll get what the last seven bear markets did in those re- seven recessions. I believe, I, be, I believe that anybody who wants to retire after working a whole lifetime should to build an asset base to support them should be able to retire. And this is unbelievably important for the investment management community and for advisors to get right. 85% of what we do for clients is dependent on the outcome of what investments do for people. Yeah, and if we don't get it right, they're essentially never going to be successful. Yeah, and, and you know, if, if uh, income withdrawals lead to systematic liquidations, then it is a lose you know, for the client, but it's also if if the company's not building the strategy right, the company's going to make less money every year. So that's kind of the way you built it: try and protect capital, get the cash flow, and get a return long term that adds value. Here. You bet. Consistent returns, not highest returns, win the game for retirement um, uh, planning and and retirement funding. All right, you know, and so, investors have to let you help them be successful. You can't do it if they're going to. You know, uh, chaser times. give in to bail, those bail those bail. urges of the greed side. All right, know. so that's what we what we've got here on uh, Bull Bear Radio, straight from the Dividend Doctor. Here, thanks for listening this week. We'll be right back at you next week with another thrilling, gripping episode of Bull Bear Radio. Uh, thanks for listening. This is Bull Bear Radio, where each week you can count on our real market news and advice. Catch all of our podcast episodes at WBIinvestments.com. Past performance does not guarantee future results. The views presented are those of the podcast participants and should not be construed as investment advice. Podcast participants or clients of WBI may own stock discussed in this recording. All economic and performance information is historical and not indicative of future results. This is not an offer to buy or sell any security. No security or strategy, including those referred to directly or indirectly in this podcast, is suitable for all accounts or profitable all of the time and there is always a possibility of loss. Moreover, you should not assume that any discussion or information provided here serves as a receipt of or as a substitute for personalized investment advice from WBI or from any other investment professional. To the extent that you have any questions regarding the applicability of any specific issue discussed to your individual situation, please consult with WBI or the professional advisor of your choosing. This information is compiled from sources believed to be reliable. Accuracy cannot be guaranteed. Information pertaining to WBI's advisory operations services and fees is set forth in WBI's disclosure statement in Part 2A of Form ADV, a copy of which is available upon request. WBI's retirement income strategy is one of six separately managed accounts currently offered by WBI. Other strategies may have different results. Although a company may pay a dividend, prices of equity securities, including those that pay dividends, fluctuate. 
Investing on the basis of dividends alone may cause an investor to buy or sell certain securities when circumstances may or may not be favorable.